everyone. Welcome to Know Your True Self, a show dedicated to raising the consciousness of humanity. Today, we welcome special guest Patrick Conroe. He's an executive creative director, strategist, and a co-founder at SageWorks, a highly curated collective of seasoned creatives, strategists, and producers. Prior to SageWorks, Pat spent more than 20 years in studio development, design process, and incubation strategy developing integrated creative solutions for leading global organizations. Pat subscribes wholly to the belief that the heart is the hub of all creativity, and he finds inspiration in people and companies who lead with passion and high emotional intellect. Let's get started. Hey, Pat, welcome to Know Your True Self. Thrilled to have you as a guest today. James, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. I know I gave a very brief introduction, but please, before we get into the topic of unleashing creativity, tell us a little bit about your background. Started off in corporate marketing with Coca-Cola Company. I moved into some entrepreneurial startups on the experiential marketing side, and I quickly found out that I just loved working with creators and alongside them and began building creative departments for different agencies. So over the course of the past 20 years, I've built three creative departments from ground up. And now is working with a, uh, a firm that I founded three years ago now that is completely virtual and it's creative and it's marketing and advertising. So your own creativity, what sparked the interest? Did you always have that desire to have out a coloring book or paint or express yourself in different ways, or it's something that you picked up over time? It's always been there. I grew up drawing a lot of Snoopy and Peanuts characters. And uh, I wanted to be an architect all my life, designing houses. I used to have an underground house that I'd worked on for years as a kid. When it came time to choose colleges, I chose based upon a baseball career at that time. And the college I chose had graphic arts and communications as a degree. So I went that route as opposed to architecture. So I've always enjoyed the craft of visual arts. You know, it led me to being a leader of other creators. And where do you find inspiration? Because there's so much out in this world to get inspired by when it comes to creativity. What was it then? What is it now? How does it evolve as you navigate working with creators all the time? Great question. And I know it's a little bit different for everybody. There's a quote by Jack London that I always refer to. You can't sit around waiting for inspiration. You have to go looking for it with a club. And I agree. I think inspiration is something that it feels wild to you. Uh, it feels unexplored and unseen. For me, that's often nature. You know, I'm constantly finding myself in all of the ecosystems and the sacred geometry that continues to evolve around us. But also it's human nature. A lot of times I love looking at people at different cycles of life, especially infants and uh, our elders, the people who kind of come full circle in life and have so much wisdom to share. So there's a number of different routes, but for me, it's just exploring something that seems wild to me and uh, unexplored. And what are the challenges with staying open to that? Because when you talk about being in nature, observing life, and those are those moments when you become sort of unblocked and you have those aha experiences that bring you towards another direction or open your eyes to a creative possibility. But how do we unblock ourselves to become master creators? It's a great point because finding inspiration quite often has to be intentional. You have to go in pursuit of it. And I think people in the creative industry are often searching for 
the inspiration of the day. And that's hard to find in a cubicle and behind your computer a lot of times, uh, even if you're searching other great creator sites. So for me, it's about setting the intention in the first place and knowing how important inspiration is to all forms of creative relationships. I don't think there's any idea that gets started without a feeling tied to an inspiration. And so as someone who's constantly dealing with other creators, it's always bringing people back to that beginning point. What was the spark? What did you feel? How did it make you excited? And how do we convey that first and foremost to join connections with other collaborators and people who are willing to co-create with you? I feel like the idea of the feeling is the root of everything because when you set out to create, you can't want something to happen. You can't want to create something. You have to feel something inside of you that creates the desire to manifest this thing, to bring it into the world. So that feeling is so important. And all of those ways that you've described, whether it's being in nature, being inspired by humanity, because humanity, I think a lot of people lose sight of everything that we create we're creating to help ourselves, to help the evolution of humanity, to help people eat, to help people get places, to help people communicate. So it's amazing to think that when we have that feeling and we see that unmet need of something that we can bring into the world, and sometimes that's something visual, sometimes that's something physical, creativity can really become life-changing. Now, all of that said, some people out there say, hey, Pat, that's cool. You've been a creative your whole life. You've been drawing Snoopy. You've been an architect. You've been working with firms. I'm not creative. I just don't have it in me. I mean, what do you even say to that? Well, I say that's crazy because you are creative. You know, everyone's born a creator. There's a great quote by Maslow that said, the key question is not what fosters creativity, but why in God's name isn't everyone creative? Where did we lose our human potential? And I truly believe that we're all natural born creators. And so we just have different ways of expressing it. And that's necessary, I think, for the world to evolve around us. The challenge is most people begin creation with their mind. And you called it out. It begins with something in your heart. You know, the heart was the first organ that ever developed in our body. And I believe it's what spurs on all creation. So we have to begin there with a feeling and inspiration. We have to connect with others on that level. And then we move forward with a true vision for the idea. So what I tell other people that seem to be stuck or don't believe that they're creators is, well, do you have a heart? Because the heart is a creative generator and it's meant to be that for all of us. It's how life comes to be. You know, we're creating right now, which is magnificent that we're able to express ourselves in all of these different ways. And I think that's one thing that's really hard right now for people is they see so many other humans creating. Everyone has a podcast or social media channels or wants to be an influencer. And there's a tension that exists between listening to your heart and listening to your head, because sometimes you might say, man, if I can just create something really cool, I'll get fame and I'll have all of these followers and mm -hmm. likes. And the truth is, if you really believe in it and you have it in your heart, you're going to do it without any unconscious desire or expectation of what you're going to get from it. You're going to do it because it feels like it's something you really have to do for this world. And then naturally the rewards come. So. I think it's super important for right now for when people are looking for inspiration, look within yourself because there's so much out there that can pull you in so many different directions that you never actually do one thing. You just think about doing possible things. That's an awesome point. And I think the thing that inspires me most about today's kind of creator economy is that kids and new generations are determining 
at earlier ages what they're passionate about. In my generation, we felt we had to move through school on a certain methodical path, and then you got to college, and then you decided at that point what you were going to declare your major and move on with in your career. And I feel like today we're really fostering passion at a very young age and showing kids that, yes, there's work to be done for sure. You can't just go out and create something. And next thing you know, you're famous and making money and developing a career on it. But it all begins with that first start of knowing what you're willing to work for. And so the passion is key. And we live in a day and age where kids can become passionate about something early on and pursue it with all they have. And to put the resources behind it that the digital world offers them, it's just an exciting time and place in history. Oh, so amazing for children that want to create because they are truly master creators on another wavelength. And it's so amazing to see how they have access to all of this knowledge and how they can distill it, package it, promote it, get people aggregated around it and supporting it. I mean, these movements that happen are, are truly amazing. You brought up something interesting about technology because yes, like we have this magnificent universe that we're part of that is filled with endless inspiration. But when it comes to being a creator, creation often doesn't happen in isolation. You connect with other people. So as you're building out creative teams and as you've seen the progression and evolution of the workplace in the past couple of years, how are creators working together differently in virtual environments, connected environments through technology? And how is that opening up the canvas of creativity? The exposure that technology brings to creators now is exponential. It's incredible to find different generations working together, people of different culture, people of different backgrounds. And I think it's brought to the forefront the need for purpose and the ability to articulate purpose and to share purpose in your creation. So it's not just enough to have an inspiration and go after it. I think people really unite based upon a shared purpose. And that's the beauty of what technology brings us is, is the fact that you and I can be completely different, speak different languages, come from different generations and be united for one outcome or another that, that aligns in creativity so that I can contribute to that creativity in different ways, but we feel like the outcome is going to be aligned and together. So when it comes to sharing our creativity with the world and taking the necessary steps to get started, whatever we want to bring, whether we want to make a quilt, whether we want to do a podcast, whether we want to create the plans for a new house, what are some natural ebbs and flows that happens? What can one expect from the experience? Because typically when people start on a creative project, it often hits the back burner if it's not something they have to do every day for work. I mean, you're in the creative field. When people have passion projects, they sort of move to the back of the garage or I can't find time for this. How do we keep the creative juices flowing and make sure that we're bringing creativity into our life? Wonderful question. You know, it begins with time. It begins with understanding that creativity doesn't always happen overnight. And I think you have to give yourself the grace of saying the idea will come but don't assign a timetable to it. You know, sometimes pressure creates collaboration in a, in a really fantastic way. Other times pressure puts you down a path that doesn't allow you to be as open-minded as you could be in any given situation. So I think first of all is to recognize that if you have the benefit of not assigning a time period to yourself, then don't. But most of us in the workplace don't have that benefit, right? So 
we then have to recognize, all right, what's our best plan to commit to a deadline? And where are we trying to get to before that deadline? And I think if you can get to three areas in your design or in your creative concept before that deadline, then you can achieve something. And those three areas are, as we mentioned before, inspiration, purpose, and potential. I think for any idea to come to life or get off the ground, we have to understand, first of all, what sparked it. And a lot of times in the marketing world, it's a movement that we want to create within an audience. But we have to get excited about that movement. We have to understand why we should care about that movement. As a designer or a creator, we have to figure out our personal stake in making the effort to create that movement. The purpose itself, again, is where people align. A lot of times, it's not just your client's purpose. It's not just your producer's purpose. It has to be a shared purpose. And I think figuring out that alignment in how your design or your strategy brings to life that idea is key for the second part. And then the third part, I think, is equally as important, and that's potential. That is what could this thing become? What is it that lives beyond when we activate this idea or bring to life this design? And I think that's a lot of times what gives people the staying power to say, let's see it through because of what this thing could become. And so for me, time, again, can be your best friend because it can force an alignment with others and get people into the, the trenches together. Also be a worst enemy because sometimes you rush through a project to create a deliverable that doesn't check the boxes of you know what inspired you in the first place about it, what purpose is it bringing forth, and really, what could it become? You know, we spend so much time trying to get people aligned in the creative process that if everyone isn't focused on those three steps, then a lot of times you fall short from getting the big idea. The inspiration, the purpose, the potential, all of that feels like it's coming through the heart, right? All of that feels like it has a really strong connection with source energy. And I think that's really important because we as humans sometimes create for the wrong reasons. Let's face it, there's some things out there that inherently aren't good, whether it's for ourselves or for the environment, the world around us. Creating with purpose and meaning and helping to create a more consciously connected world for all creators to be very conscious of what they're trying to manifest and why. Why is it important for us to listen to those sparks of inspiration, to follow our heart, to create, to express ourselves, what does that do for us? How does that open us up and connect us with the world around us? You know, we are all iterations of the creator that created us in the first place. And so I think the fact that we're part of this evolution of bringing forth our potential to create together in a stronger way. And I know we use that word a lot, but it really is at the heart of, I believe, what we're here to do. We're here to just continue to find new ways to work together, to collaborate, to unite, and to figure out how to learn more about our potential through one another. You know, and you mentioned it earlier, you, we cannot create in a vacuum. We can't be isolated because you're going to hit a limit. And I think where you push through your limits is in through the relationship with other creators in your lives. And that can be through people in your family. That can be, you know, your partners at work. That can be people that you've never met before that you're quickly put into a, um, a job or assignment with that push you in ways that you are uncomfortable with. And I think for us, learning how to intentionally walk into each day, knowing that the universe is set up to help us accelerate ideas and accelerator creations is the beginning. And then I think once we 
get comfortable being uncomfortable with the fact that we're supposed to be evolving every day and we can't just learn our craft and sit on it and make a bunch of money and retire and be happy because you are creators. We're, we're naturally inclined to want to push things further. So I think the statement of getting comfortable being uncomfortable is where I sit and rest and I find happiness. So coming out of this episode, I hope everyone's become a little bit more inspired to unleash their creativity, but it's not going to happen by standing still. We're in a constant state of evolution. We're master creators. To engage with that evolution that we are part of, we have to create. We have to manifest things within our life, and we do it all the time, sometimes on a very small scale, sometimes on a grand scale. So Pat, where do we get started now? walking away from this episode, what are some steps that we can take to unleash our creativity? I think the first step is ask yourself, what makes you happy? What is it that you envision changing in your world that you would have more of, that you would be able to manifest in your everyday life that would make you happy? Wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to do it first above all your other chores, all your other commitments, all your other deadlines. How do I get there to a place where I feel happy to begin my day? Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's exercise. Maybe that's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Something that connects you back to that happy place. And not to get all the world's beautiful and rosy. Uh, that's not the point. The point is start with something that inspires you. Start with something that gets you excited and your heart racing. Get into your heart as early as you can in the day. And then set your intention on what purpose do you want that day to fulfill? Purpose is intimidating a lot of times for people because they don't know how to articulate it, right? But I think it can be a simple outcome. It can be a destination. And so if every day is meant to get you to one point or two points or three points of interaction, then the world around you is going to fall in line because you asked for it and you got to the heart center. There's a great quote, which I live by from... Bhagawan Nityananda, who said, the heart is the hub of all creation. Go there and roam. I think the challenge for everybody is whether you're in the workforce or whether you're in the home force or whether you're in the digital metaphors, go to your heart to start every day and then begin to let your mind unfold and open up to the creation potential that lays in front of you. Well said. Thank you so much, Pat. You've been an awesome guest. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining in. Always remember you have a choice. Take an active role in your own evolution. Know your true self.